Hello and welcome to the Access Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Misana. Today we're filming live from Long Island Fieldhouse in Hopog, New York, joined by two very special guests. We have Thomas Garrett and Victor Frederick, both from St. Dominic High School, uh, pitcher and catcher combination. So we'll start off with, uh, with Victor. Let's talk about your experience with the college recruiting process and why you ultimately chose St. John's. Well, um, I, I switched over to uh, Team Francisco pretty uh late actually mm-hmm. it was a uh, summer of my junior year mm-hmm. and before that i really had no like exposure nothing i played for arsenal mm-hmm. but uh as soon as i got there fusco helped me out with recruiting and it was honestly the recruiting process happened pretty fast for me mm-hmm. i went to a st john's camp did really well struck out 10 hitters out of how many batters ten. <laughs> oh wow 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah and they just took me for a tour right away Gave me a great offer and it was hard for me to pass up on that because great offer a lot of money mm-hmm. close to home my parents can watch me i was going to touch on that point was it important for you to stay close to home as well i didn't really have any preference but with it actually being my first offer and like a lot of money my parents loved it they wanted to come see me play it made it mm-hmm. really easy for us as a family to decide mm-hmm. and do you feel like that took a little weight off your back last year because i know you had a Amazing year. I'll just go over for our audience here. You went undefeated during the regular season, 6-0, and 7-1 overall, 0.50 ERA, and you struck out more than a batter per inning. So, I mean, is that something that you felt like kind of helped that was one less thing to worry about? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's always been like in the back of your head, like, oh, like, I want to play college baseball. Like, mm-hmm. how is this going to work out? Like, is this going to work out? Like, where am I going to end up? Like, mm-hmm. I guess me committing really did take that pressure off mm-hmm. of me and help me like focus on the team and the Dom season so we can mm-hmm. play well and hopefully try to win something. Awesome. Good run. Yeah, you guys won a playoff game and you know this year you're gonna enter as one of the one of the favorites to, to get back to the, to get to a championship. So Thomas, I want to segue over to you. You're committed to St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be and why you made your decision? Yeah, so it was my uh summer of last year and um I was uh, in Domination, and uh, Fusco, my head coach of St. Dominic's, um, got me uh, to play in front of um, Coach Garvey, and Coach Garvey really liked me. I went and visited the school after the Domination tournament, really liked the school, really liked the coaching staff, and that's ultimately what made me choose. I like having a good connection with the coach, and the coach really wants you. And you guys play in a professional stadium too, yes. Rockland Boulders. I'm sure that doesn't hurt as well. So, um, so as pitcher and catcher, can you talk a little bit about the relationship? And I mean, you can just in general how important it is to have that relationship. Uh, you know, as a starting catcher and the ace pitcher, but specifically with you guys, is that so, is it something that you felt like it was important to yes, to be on the same page and everything? Yeah, it, and it starts really mainly like off the field with having such a good connection versus on the field too, because. I think we see each other seven hours in the school day, and then we go on the field, and it's the same connection, just deeper. We understand what pitches we want. I don't even, like, we just, we totally get one another. We know the pitch calls. We're confident in each pitch we call. Mm-hmm. And last year, his stats showed why mm-hmm. the confidence we have in one another. And you as well. You only had two pass balls and threw out 57% of the runners. So, Victor, I'll uh, segue back to you. You know, what is it like having a catcher back there that, you know, you're confident that he's going to block block the pitches. Everything that you throw moves, from what I understand. I haven't had the uh, misfortune of facing you, but I know that your two-seamer it moves a lot. Is that something that you feel like you, 
it's not easy to, to trust the catcher to, to handle your stuff? Yeah, definitely. I've been blessed to have him as my catcher, and he just really makes my job easy. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't have to worry about, oh, like, I have to hit this spot or else it's going to go to the backstop. I know some pitchers have that problem, but I don't, and he just really makes my job easy. Mm-hmm. And I have full confidence in him. Are there certain uh, schools in the Catholic League that that backstop is a little bit further, and you know you have that that in the back of your mind that you really got to make sure to keep it in front of you? Um, Trinity's a big one, right? And Kellenberg's small. Tr- yeah, Kellenberg's very small. That that was we didn't uh, play against at Kellenberg last year. We played against Trinity, but Trinity's one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably say like the Farmingdale playoff game. That that was a pretty big. Big backstop. So oh yeah, it's be, like 70, yeah, 70 feet. <laughs> that, that when we played in the playoff game, that was a big, big mm-hmm. difference compared to everything. Yeah, and how about um, controlling the running game? That's important as well. Um, was there any any um, base stealers in the league that you felt like you really had to be on top of your game uh, last year? Saint Anthony's, because I know Paris and I know the way he likes to coach, and I know mm-hmm. he. He likes quick movement in games, and he likes stuff get with flow. And yeah. I had a feeling Pars, Coach Pars, would mm-hmm. be on, like to run on me. So yeah, but I, I threw one of their guys out, <laughs> and the next game he didn't steal once. So. Yeah, that's the ultimate sign of yeah. respect at that at that point. And uh, Victor, is there anybody in the conference, um, either now or or that graduated last year, that you really felt like they challenged you? Maybe they didn't have success against you, but at least you knew that you had to. Um, be at the top of your game i mean each team has a guy there were a bunch of guys like dudes in the catholic league last year and mm-hmm. i mean every team had one you know just like single i just single that guy out in my head before the game and i just tell myself i'm not gonna let this guy beat me for shamanad it's like bash nagel and diegas and then mm-hmm. other teams like cook del vecchio and trinity mm-hmm. and just yeah there's a bunch of yeah now it, with the Catholic League being as competitive as it is, a lot of times the margin of, of um, victory between a win and a loss could be razor thin. You know, uh, one ball goes your bounces your way, or maybe there's an error, take an extra base, and next thing you know, it's a two to one ball game. What do you feel like you guys need to do differently this year to just take that next step to go from being a contender to you know a championship team? Whoever wants to answer that, I think it's going to be the timely hitting and. Who, who's going to step up and be that guy to get us that big hit or to have a good A-B, pass the baton on to the next guy. I think that's what's going to set us over. Because we have a really good offensive lineup. We can play defense and we can definitely pitch. Mm-hmm. So I think the timely hitting last year was the problem. And I think this year it's got, everyone's going to be motivated because we want that championship. So everyone's mm-hmm. going to want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the other uh, players that, that our audience should know about, Victor, that you think that – what will be names to know in the Catholic League this year that will make some noise? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, Michael Gardner just committed to Kentucky. And then on, sorry, on your guys' team that you think deserves some uh, some respect. On our team, uh, we have, well, I see Dan Noble here at Fieldhouse hitting every single day. He can really hit. I mm. mean, I have yeah, so much respect for that kid. He's one of the hardest workers I know. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a, a big name this year. I think he'll have a great year. And mm-hmm. we actually have some, some freshmen that will probably land some varsity yeah. spots. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll keep their name under wraps for now just so that they could, uh, you know, develop at their own pace. Yeah. But, um, Thomas, what are some things that you worked on this offseason to, you know, try to take your game to the next level? 
Um, my hitting. Uh, I worked on hitting and my throwing mechanics with my footwork, get to be quicker, get that ball out, get the pop time lower, mm-hmm. and just changing up my hand position and my swing to get more bad speed and have the ball jump. Mm-hmm. Is what I worked on a lot. And um, going back to the question that I asked Victor about the top players in the conference, who were the pitchers that you faced last year that were really impressive? DeCaro. Mm-hmm. DeCaro, I'd have to say, he was the toughest for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people had a tough time with Koshi, but mm-hmm. his arm action to me was was like was a little easier yeah, to pick up. Easier to pick up, but Takaro had legit stuff: change up, curveball, fastball. He threw me every pitch he had, and it all had movement. Yeah, well, it's nice that now the uh, ACC will have yeah. to worry about him, not not the Catholic League. And but every year there's always going to be another top pitcher. Now for the other for your opponents, they'll have to worry about Victor, of yes. course. So Victor, who are some pitchers in Major League Baseball that either now or when you were younger? You tried to uh, model your game after or try to, you know, pick up something that they did. So I'm actually a, a big Met fan, so I always looked up to DeGrom all my life. I loved going to watch him, mm-hmm. but it's a shame he's now in Texas. But, yeah, I mean, I still love the guy, but yeah, now he's getting hurt all the time. It's hard to actually yeah. watch him pitch. But Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, his 2021 season, I could say, was probably like the peak of pitching. Like, he Absolutely. at one point he had more RBIs than uh, runs that he allowed. And I guess you could say, you know, Pedro in 2000, we're going back 20 years. But DeGrom was the guy. I've never seen anything quite as dominant as that. And what were some of the things that you tried to work on this offseason, if anything, to uh, to improve uh, your game? Well, I mean, there's always stuff to improve. For me, I just am trying to gain velocity, throw more strikes, and I'm trying to develop a new pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't have to tell uh, your opponents about that. They'll find out on opening day. And... Uh, Thomas, who were some of your favorite players when you were growing up or now? Um, definitely Yadier Molina. I like the way he caught. I like how he's always just about the game. Doesn't try and show off. He just plays, and goes home, and comes back and plays the next day. That's <laughs> kind of what I like to do is just show up, play as hard as I can, get the team a victory, and then go home and then do it all Or sometimes again. go to the batting cage and take some more swings. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what do you guys? Uh, what what is the vibe like right now in St. Thomas? Do you guys feel confident, Victor, uh, leading into the season? Yeah, we're we're very confident. We have uh, really high like aspirations for this year. We setting the bar really high for ourselves. We are not going to settle for anything less than a state championship, mm-hmm. and we're going to do whatever we can to put ourselves in the best position to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And one question I have: so being in the Northeast, obviously, we're going to deal with weather. You know, we just had a snowstorm, and even best-case scenario, you maybe get 45, 50 degrees during the season. Do you feel like that's an advantage as a pitcher, throwing hard, having movement, and hitters having to deal with the cold? I mean, I have to deal with the cold, too, then. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me as much as it might, might bother other people. I mm-hmm. just kind of deal with it. And, I mean, it's not, it doesn't stay cold for very long mm-hmm. out here. When the season starts in what is it, late March, right? Yeah. It gets, gets warm fairly soon, so... Well, when they get a two-seamer in on their hands, I think that that's probably uh, pretty uncomfortable. And how about from the catcher's perspective, you know, uh, being in the climate that we are, do you think that favors the, the pitchers or the offense? Uh, pitchers, mm-hmm. with how dominant our staff is, and Victor and uh, Daniel and Luke Lang, Matt Cruz, I think we, we definitely have the favor in every game we play, whether the weather is hot or cold. Mm-hmm. But cold, I definitely think, with all their pitches and all they have, I think we definitely have the upper hand. How does that feel on your hand when you're catching a 91-mile-an-hour two-seamer? <laughs> um, when I catch it right, it feels great. But <laughs> if I don't catch it right, it's not the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. 
What what do you do to improve your catching game? I know you mentioned you know working on your offense, but how did you get to the level where you know you're throwing out fifty seven percent of runners? What are some things that you did to improve, or even just framing and stuff? Framing, I, I work. It's more pre pitch movement, understanding the pitcher. For example, Victor, he runs a two seam fastball, and sometimes it sinks too. You gotta set your glove up to where it's gonna. You think it's gonna cut, so you could get that spot and beat it out in front. Mm -hmm. Be able to get your thumb under and get that strike call, even though you might think it's a ball. The mm -hmm. umpires nowadays aren't the greatest, so <laughs> sometimes most of the time works out. But did yeah. you work with any instructors to help you get more confident? Yes, I did. I worked with Matt Ricetter all winter, and he's helped me improve my game a lot with that and the pre-pitch movement, mm -hmm. especially my footwork too, being quick with the first step and good transfer. Mm -hmm. Victor, any pitching instructors that you would say helped you uh, get to the next level or get improve when you were in your formative? years i mean yeah ty levine played a big role in my development uh he was always there for me mm -hmm. and he was our pitching coach last year so i mean he would i would help, i would work with him at doms and i would work with him in the off season like mm -hmm. year round that was that was my guy uh-huh what do you like to do before a game day of game let's just say you know school's out for the day and now your your game's at 4 30 and you got a big big start like what's your routine like i mean i just i just rest up and Make sure I'm eating well. Like I just gotta be. Make sure my body's in best condition. Any superstitions? Really, not, not really. I mean, I sleep with socks on the night before <laughs> I pitch. I don't know. How about um, music? Do you listen to the same artist before every uh, every start? I mean, it's yeah. I listen to some music. I have a little playlist to help me get get in the like locked in mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a bunch of different artists. It's like <laughs> some rap. Okay, fair enough, Thomas. Who are uh, some of your favorite musical artists? Um. Drake, I listen to a little bit before games, but I'm not really big into mm -hmm. listening. We got our own playlist as a team sometimes, so I'm big onto some country too. Okay, I just like being relaxed before games. I don't like mm -hmm. going crazy and just getting pumped up. Just nice, relaxed, but I do yeah. have the mentality of wanting to win. Of course. And um, Victor, what was the best tournament that you ever, um, best baseball experience that you were ever a part of? Would you say like a, a traveling trip that you went on? I mean, my team won Cooperstown. Way back when, when I went, it was week 12, 2019. I, that, that's, what team was that with? It was Ar with Arsenal, Tri State mm. Arsenal. Doesn't, uh, does that sound right, 2019? It would have been five years ago, seven, you're 17 now. So, yeah, yeah either probably 19. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we won week 12 Cooperstown with the Tri State Arsenal. Wow. What was the championship atmosphere like? Do you remember? Oh, it was electric. They played fire fireworks before the game. We did, <laughs> wow. they called announcers, they called out everyone, announced everything. It was really, really cool. Great Were you experience. the starting pitcher? Yeah, I did start that game. And then Miguel Syme came in after me. Get out of here. Yeah, now commit to LSU throwing 99. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Thomas, how about you? What was your favorite experience on the baseball field, the best trip that you went on? Um, I went to Georgia a few years ago uh, with my Titans team, and we played against the Canes national team. Uh, we didn't win. We didn't come close to winning. But <laughs> seeing those kids, seeing all the scouts there, the Division One. Power five and seeing the way those kids play, it was, it was truly cool experience for me. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for your time and uh, best of luck this year to our audience. Make sure that you guys get out to a St. Dom's game this year and make sure you watch uh, Victor on the bump. He's preseason pitcher of the year for Access Baseball. A little sneak yeah. peek into that. <laughs> and thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of the Access Baseball podcast.